Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willer to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 5th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Hope you had a good weekend, having a great start to your week. Hope you had a happy Easter if you celebrate. And we've got uh, a lot to talk about today. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing swell this morning. Good, good, yeah. happy ready, to... Ready to roll up and at him. I, I had to get up earlier than normal, switching up the routines. Took Duke over to his, his Grammys this morning. And so I feel alive. That that extra 30 minutes just really breaks you in. Now my brain is still kind of scrambled, but you know, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Let's make it happen, baby. Wow, got up even earlier. So good for you. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Justin, how are you? I am equally as good. I also got a lot of sleep, got to wake up earlier also, not because I have a kid or anything, just because I'm uh, goofy and went to sleep at 9 o'clock last night. Oh, man, that's got to feel great, though. Oh, it did, yeah. I did not want to go to sleep, but, man, some nights you just need that. You really do. Yeah. You do. Uh, I would love more sleep. I went to bed pretty early, got up normal time, but just, you know, just same old Monday. Monday. Yeah, Yeah. sort, sort of deal. But we've got a national championship game tonight. Which, that's exciting. We had a national championship game yesterday. Had a national championship game yesterday, which had an exciting finish to that one yeah. as well. And uh, we got basketball. We got a lot of news to talk about. It's going to be a fun show. We already got a pretty full text line from the weekend, 502-414-1450. And luckily, the national championship game tonight, for whatever reason, doesn't start till 920. <laughs> so dumb. Started earlier. The second semifinal game started earlier on a freaking Saturday night. Than this one does on a Monday night, but should I mean, be uh, should be a good time. Nine twenty. Monday night it's... football kicks off an hour before this. Yes, <laughs> and don't forget the longer half times because they do that during the NCAA tournament as well. So it's it'll be midnight if we're lucky, right? It'll finish before midnight, but it'll be like ten minutes, fifteen minutes before midnight. Yeah, it'll be right up to it. Hmm. Good thing we got that extra sleep in last night. I don't. I honestly, guys, I'm struggling with trying to make the commitment for tonight. I've been. I've going back and forth for the past couple days now. Well, do I stay up and try to make it? I mean, it's going to be a phenomenal game, you would imagine. See, that's the thing is Saturday's game did just enough to pull me back in because that was incredible. That was awesome. Like one of the better basketball games have seen except for all the whistles in the first half like suck it officials you're the worst how are you supposed to be the best at your jobs I just I was losing my mind the whole time because I have a vested interest in Gonzaga losing just they can suck it uh I never thought I would reach that point with a Gonzaga team like you would think that the the plucky underdog like that that would be them but no you're undefeated if you lose once in the regular season then I'm fine I'm cheering for you but you've never lost you can't go undefeated you just can't because there's asterisk on it it's a short season and you play in the garbage joke of a conference so I can't have that happen and UCLA they played better than anyone expected 
they did what they had to do to win. I, I think throughout the entire tournament, you've heard people say, well, you need to slow it down. You need to slow it down and, and limit possessions in order to beat Gonzaga. And nobody's really done that. UCLA did that to perfection. It kind of frustrated Gonzaga. They made shots. Gonzaga was shooting something like 60% in the first half, and they were only up by one. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And the game only got nuttier from there. Yeah, awesome game. We'll talk a lot about it. I My buddy brought up something to me, and I've actually seen this take on Twitter a few times since my buddy brought it up to me, but I thought it was a really good point. Do we want Gonzaga to go undefeated? Because then, you know, Indiana, what is, what is it, Indiana? Uh-huh. You take something else away from Indiana. That's real funny. Well, I mean, it's true. Kick us while we're down. It's there. There's truth to it. Like we Kentucky fans just have this weird relationship with an undefeated season because we felt like we should have had one. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, but probably not going to get in that position again. Just realistically, like I doubt Kentucky's going to be undefeated in a Final Four game. It's true. Just the schedule generally is too tough. That's why it was a perfect storm in 15. It was so much fun until it wasn't. And I feel like we can't help. And I, I think there, Kentucky fans aren't alone in this. So there's UofL fans that don't want Gonzaga to go undefeated. There's this mindset of, all right, hey, the next undefeated team is going to be our team. And until then, ain't nobody going undefeated because it's saving it for us. That's not really how this works, and if they, Gonzaga does complete the perfect season tonight. Then Indiana's got nothing. Indiana's not doing their little popping champagne, doing the Miami Dolphins sort of deal. Suck it, Mercury Morris. So I kind of thought about that, Roush, and I thought to myself, you know what? I still am rooting for Baylor tonight, but if Gonzaga does win, we're not the ones that really should feel bad about that. There's a different fan base that hmm. should, though. Hmm. And he's over there wearing an America hat. Yeah. I hear you. I'm listening. Would your heart be ripped out, Justin? No. I mean, let's be honest. I I, I don't know. I didn't watch that 76 team. So it's not like it's going to rip my heart out. But like you said, it is one of the last things we have left. And I've said my whole life that there will never be another, another team going defeated. I didn't think anybody would even get close. And then when Kentucky did it in 15 and now Gonzaga. But I don't think Gonzaga wins tonight. Yeah, it's uh, who who knows. They on the one hand, it's like ah, UCLA. You had you had the chance. The Gonzaga kind of got a little nervous late. Just had a tough time closing them out. It was really, I think, more of a credit to UCLA than it was Gonzaga doing anything terribly or something like that. UCLA just wouldn't go away. But uh, the line of thinking could be like that was kind of their close game. They got it out of their system, and now they're ready to cruise. Or on the flip side. Baylor's just a better version of UCLA, and you kind of struggled with that style. Now Baylor's ready to get you. So I, I, I could see it going either way tonight. I don't really have a feel on it. I uh, I lean towards Gonzaga so, just getting back to kind of more form. But it should be a close game. should here, be good. I've been pumped up about it. My first thought through my head after no, – not my first thought, but maybe like an hour later when I was finally like starting to come down off of that high from Jalen Suggs' shot, was like, surely they – they can't lose after hitting a shot like that, says man who watched Aaron Harrison hit three in a row and then lose in a championship game. Yeah. So I, that that's the part where I'm kind of conflicted. It's like a team that wins a game like that, an all-timer where it's back and forth. Like the the I think the one of the biggest knocks on Gonzaga uh, is they haven't. Not only did they not play anybody in their 
conference schedule. But in the non-conference, they pretty much had their way with everybody. One game decided by single digits. They never really been pushed. They finally got pushed, and they responded. I mean, even though they 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 kind of gacked it away, they, it shouldn't have. They should have needed to hit that shot to go to to win the game. Like they were up by five with forty five seconds left or something like that. Um, they still were able to respond to adversity when it looked like, uh, you know, uh, you would have understood if that team folded down the stretch by the way that UCLA was playing, and they didn't. So maybe that's what they needed to to, to put the the capstone on the end of the season with the win over Baylor, or it could be the opposite where Baylor is just, uh, like you said, a better version of UCLA, and they're going to take it to them tonight, especially defensively. I'm I'm on the – the mindset of yeah, hats off to Gonzaga for not folding and getting through that ball game. But Baylor is far from UCLA. I mean, Baylor—they've been the one-two all year long. UCLA hasn't sniffed the top twenty-five this year. The one stat I like, Justin, and it's—I I love just dumb trends. There's usually just like you can get the really obscure trends where it's like somebody hasn't done this in seven times, and like you get the obscure ones. But this one's great. Five t- teams. Have played in the national champ, or there have been five games where the national champion is versus preseason one versus preseason number two. Really? Previous four times, the number two team won. The last yeah. time was uh, Duke beating, is uh, it UConn? Yeah, in two thousand one. I was actually thinking about that on my way over today. I was like, I wonder if there's been a national championship with the number one and twos from five different times. Now, now two That's of those crazy. happened in the sixties. Like uh, you know, it was. A little bit chalkier back in the day, but yeah. So that's happened five times. The two has always won, and that would be Baylor if that trend were to continue tonight. Come on, something to certainly to keep an eye on. Going back to that game, could you even imagine just <laughs> hitting three feet, four feet in front of half court to win a Final Four game and being able to celebrate it? It kind of stunk. It wasn't like a packed uh, Lucas Oil, you know. Oh like yeah, seventy thousand people there, but. That was really one of the better tournament games of all time. And I was I was thinking too, Terry, a couple of the timeouts when they would come out, and I was just like, I can't imagine the stress of being on the floor right now. Like they're playing normal, and I can feel the stress in my chest. Like how I I just don't even comprehend not only being out there, but the way they executed. Like the Hawkeyes three took some onions. I mean, they were hitting some yeah. big. Big shots, and for Jazane to hit that rebound um, after missing the shot, I, I I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, you know, I called that shot going in. But as soon as he made it, I was like, oh god, the other, they're going to hit this. Like I, I just, the way that game was going, it's like they're they're going to hit a crazy shot here, and that's the it goes back to the old thing, like if not calling a timeout, it always works. I, I know that seems counterintuitive, but not calling a timeout, the scramble, the scramble mode. Really puts him in a, a, the defense in a pickle there. Yeah, timeout, not timeout, always a fun sports debate. But at the end of the day, UCLA didn't still, have any for what it's worth. Yeah, but, yeah, at the end of the day, there's still only three seconds left, and the dude hit just in front of a half court shot. Like, what? Well, yeah. You know what? What are you? What are you doing differently if you could have uh, a potential stop the clock, get your defense set situation? It's still probably going to be. A shot around that spot on the court, and and that just happened to go in, and that was the one of the crazy things. He knew he, of course, you're gonna like you're gonna anticipate it going in. That's just what basketball players do. But he seemed like he knew it was going in, mm-hmm. and you, I've seen every different angle of this shot. It looks like in every one of them that it is going in. Like it looks just perfectly online. So it's almost like he knew it. Uh, 
that was um, that really was like, is this shot going to be? It's got to be. Yeah, it's. Are we replacing the Leitner shot? Well, that's. I know that was. I mean, hell, that's, John, that's John, all I care about. John Clay even wrote about it. Like, is this the? It, does this game replace the Duke Kentucky game? Because I think that's. Uh, are we forgetting Villanova UNC? Well, see, that's what I was going to get to. Justin is. The Villanova UNC game did have the crazy ending, but I don't think it had the the clutch shot making like the Duke Kentucky game did back in the day. That's why they always call it the greatest game because it was just in totality. I mean, both teams played out of their minds, and that's kind of like UCLA played the perfect game and lost. That's what makes this game so great. And to go back to it though, Justin, I still don't think it's a crazier ending than UNC Villanova because the shot that Marcus Page hit was bananas. Yeah. That was absolute absolute banana land. Yeah, I mean that game double clutch banking in a three just to tie it. Like that was that was crazy. That game Saturday was insane, no doubt about it. But yeah, I I, I just don't think it matches the Villanova UNC game. And but and you're right, maybe I would say maybe not in totality, game, but not better like ending. crazier ending because yeah. that was also to win the title. And then the dude launches the 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 confetti immediately after. Oh yeah, and you've got like Barkley, the video of him going nuts. Like that was. Justin, I think, inadvertently answered the question, though, and the answer is no, it probably won't. Like It seems like the Leitner shot is untouchable in that sense because that Jenkins shot should be that, that should should be the, the end or the <laughs> beginning, depending on how you like your teasers and promos for the NCAA tournament and CBS and all that stuff. That should be it. Literally, a national champion was won on that shot. But half quarter, Gonzaga, undefeated season. You did kind of get a blue blood air quotes around UCLA yeah, with yeah. blue blood. So you had that, them in the game, but they were kind of playing the, the big-time Cinderella card. I, uh, I, I, You would think it would be, but the fact that the Jenkins shot still is almost like second fiddle to the Leitner shot probably means that it's just untouchable and we'll have to live to with it for yeah. the entirety of our lifetime. I think the fact that it was also shot in old standard definition, too. Makes you, it better? Yeah, yeah. You got to have the, the standard def. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, Uncle Vern on the call. I will say, though, that it was like Vern Lundquist talked to Raftery afterwards. He called that game. He also called the kick six, which is wild. Like, he was there for two of the best games ever played in sports. Uh, and he said that that game last night or Saturday night was the better than the, the Duke game that he called, the Duke-Kentucky game. But I, I, I'll take Uncle Vern's word really for it. It really was like the – not having a rooting interest in it really was like a perfect basketball game. They were hitting their shots. Well, it was good offense. Well, except for the fact that we were calling charges with the second left in regulation. So that's what I wanted. I had that written down to get to next. That What the hell? Because there's so much of me that's torn on this because the guts to step in with four fouls and take the charge. But also it's like, we've got, like, this is, this is the scenario you talk about all the time, TJ. Like we've got the highlight. He's going over the game winner. Well, an official just decided basically in that moment, I can control who's going to the national championship game and who's. (sighs) This is brutal. I just hate that. I hate that officials have that much power in a game. There's nothing you can do about it. Obviously. I just hate that, that, that guy, that one person got to dictate the college basketball history books just right then and there. Or maybe he was having as much fun as us and just wanted to see some extra basketball. Well, he could have been in a fan mind. On the one, uh, uh, somebody so, hit the beat ups button. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Justin. I'm, I'm so conflicted and torn on it. I wish I had a hotter take. On the one hand, 
I just despise charges. Like, yeah. It's not a basketball play. Like, it's just not good basketball to stand there like a goober and just fall over. It's just not. Won't be convinced otherwise. You all know that. I sound like a broken record. But on the flip side, I am ha- like I, I I'd also don't want to be settled at the foul line. Like in a perfect world, I would have wanted a no call there, but you really can't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's well, the thing about charges; they should I, just be blocks ninety eight percent of the time. I think by letter of the law, too. Like Timmy was there for quite a while. He kind of leaned his shoulder in a little bit, but it's more on Jazang that when they got the rebound on the possession, they blocked it up like they had a full thirty seconds. They took their sweet time, and you saw him make up for that mistake. In the in the overtime period, where he went with like seven seconds to go instead of just three, uh, and going so late in the shot clock, he was kind of forced to just put his head down and throw it up, you know. Uh, so I, I think UCLA just kind of botched that possession to begin with, and I'm just like kind of like you, TJ. Like I just I just wish it didn't end in a charge. Thank thank the Lord that it wasn't a blowout or whatever in overtime, and we still got a great ending moment because I would have just been furious here on Monday. Absolutely furious. That could have changed everything if they call that uh if they call that a charge. Yeah. And it's easy. I had I had not forgotten about it, but it's easy to kind of be like, oh yeah, that play was huge too, but just because of the way things finished. And I was excited for a double overtime. I was too. <laughs> There's a little part of me that was like, oh my gosh, that shot was insane. But I was also like, oh no, I didn't want this to end. This this was too much fun. And Johnny DeZang was balling out. Credit to him. Did all that he could. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about improving your draft stonks. I mean, I would think that he probably feels like he, he had done enough to, to move on now. Uh, we'll we'll see. We need to talk about draft stonks and mm-hmm. players coming back and going. We're, we're going to have a jam-packed show Man. with all that stuff. Did Jalen Suggs too? You want to talk about draft stonks as well because he didn't play very well. They got in his head until the end. My question to you guys was that a was that a clean block that he had at the rim? I thought it was, but I was yeah, I was good with it. What did you think? I was kind of losing my mind initially, but I get why they like just let it play because he 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 made a great play on the ball. And you just see Riley's hand move first, though. And that's the part where I was like, oh, did he get hand first? Did he get the ball? But um, I, I kind of would prefer that they would let him play through in that situation. But that was a total Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, like John Calipari story in the national championship game. Because that was he had a clear lane for the dunk. And Sugg seemingly came out of nowhere to block that shot. That was that was, that was incredible. He, he played out of his mind at the end. You got to give credit to that dude. It was uh, just an all-around, like really was, just the perfect making of a college basketball game. Uh, controversy, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be if you didn't have some controversial calls there mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, big time plays on both sides, a lot of shot making, and then it ends with uh, that. Really, I, I, I do think whether or not game wise, not what it does with the Leitner shot, all that fun stuff. I do think it that is the best last second shot we've ever had. Because I'm, I'm just a distance guy. You got to go with distance. That's mm-hmm. that's really – it's not the furthest I, game winner of all time, but in that situation, an undefeated team in the Final Four against a, a Cinderella story, 11 seed. I know it's tough to kind of get that in your head with, with UCLA, and I called him a blue blood a little bit earlier. But that, from all, it was basically from half court. It well, was perfect. And right it, off the glass, in, hardly even like uh, it was amazing. It also wasn't a scripted play because coaches love to like overcoach oh, yeah. and insert themselves into the game. That was just a dude making a play. See, TJ, this is me being picky, but I wish it wasn't banked. 
It'd been a lot sweeter if it was. Yeah, just but it was such a smooth. Nothing bank but not anyways. bottom. Like, yeah, it, oh, it was. It absolutely. didn't even like touch the rim. You know, yeah. it was like perfect. Of like, boom down. It, uh, it, it was. It was perfect. And I again, like I said, I've seen it from every which angle. You, you all see the the radio broadcasts of both teams. Those <laughs> are always fun to hear. Adam Morrison, jeez. I couldn't help but tone it down. I, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but uh, notice in the background too on looking at both coaches and whatnot. Both coaches had their masks down. So uh, we need to go to Pat Fordia, who gets the karma tiebreaker on yeah. that. It went to a few somehow. Oh, I'm wow. Not sure how that worked. But. I think it's just because Cronin looks much dumber with his chin diaper on. You think that's. Because it's, it's always chin diaper. Like, when have you ever seen him actually wear that thing? Well, is that why they lost? Hey, how come we didn't get a shot of Hep, too, after the game? They showed him a thousand times. Come on, I need to see the reaction after the loss. Jeez, what if he just wants to be sad by himself? Oh, no. I need to see it. It's also Masters Week. I do like that It's a, we get a nice, easy transition into, you know, there's a couple days away where we don't have any big-time sports, but we at least get that this weekend to look forward to. I'm super pumped for the Masters. Jordan Spieth won a golf tournament yesterday. Yeah, first time since 2017. Man. He, he's been close a lot lately. He's definitely upped his game, and he probably would be a little – he'd be a, a trendy's Masters pick. I definitely won't yeah. be taking him, but – yeah, he's back this year. Old Spieth. Oh, definitely not taking Dustin Johnson, too. Because seeing him in the green jacket on this morning's promo, it's like, oh, yeah, he won last year because he wasn't surrounded by fans to so just choke it all away. No, he's pretty good at golf, though. Yeah, but people forget he's choked away like two U.S. Opens. Remember that one at Pebble Beach or it just That's right it. around the cup? That was hilarious. Yeah. I golfed this weekend. I thought about signing up for the Masters. How'd, got, you, how'd you hit them? Two birdies. Oh! I don't know that I've ever gotten two birdies in one round. Wow. I was Congrats. pretty stoked. One of them was like a 50, 55-foot putt. No biggie. Those are always oh, fun. Oh, man. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. That is. Curled right in. Those really, Especially really long th- birdie putts are fun for golfers like us because it's like, will I get a birdie? No. Can I get a par? <laughs> bogey's not off the table. Oh, the and do I putt ju- this off the green here and maybe get a double <laughs> bogey? Because that's also not impossible like, either. In your mind, too, you're like, just get it close. Yeah. And then you oh, yeah. hit the line and you're like, yep. wait. You never think you're going to make them. Is that going to go in? And then it – oh. Well, good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. you. I was pretty happy. I got my first sunburn of the year. It doesn't look as bad right now, but the top of my head, always the first first sunburn of the year. So uh, that means we had good weather this weekend. It was nice. I hope you all had a nice Easter Sunday. uh, It's going to be nice all week as well. So uh, weather-wise, we got a lot to look forward to, and we're kind of like into derby season now. Oh, buddy, are we? One month. Uh, So Saturday, before I started betting horses all day, which – Shout out to Essential Quality, that horse. What's going to be fun about Derby season, Terry, is that it's it's there's like three horses at the top, but it wouldn't surprise me if none of them won. Like it's been very chalky the last few years. I think favorites, aside from Country House, um, where Ma- and Maximum Security cross the finish line first, favorites have won something like seven or eight years in a row. I mean, we got a really long favorite streak going now. Uh, so I, I think there's enough. There's been enough upsets. That and there isn't as many dominant horses at the top of the field that that could happen this year. We had a seventy-five to one winner in the Wood Memorial two-dollar ticket. 
two dollar win ticket paid. Jeez. Uh, you know, hundred forty bucks if you went across. It was like a two hundred dollar. Did you go winner. across? No, but my friend whose wife got pooped on by a bird. He said, "It's good luck. What horse should I pick?" He picked that one. It oh, won. Yeah. Wow. So get pooped on by a bird before you start picking ponies. That's and the that Rouse was, recommendation. That was the name of the horse. Get pooped on by a bird. That, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> I think it was actually Bourbonic. So if you just bet the bourbon name, seventy-five to one winner in the Wood Memorial. Uh, but I I spent a lot of the day picking the ponies. Essential quality. Brad Cox's gray horse had a hell of a win in the Bluegrass Stakes. It was it was a great race at Keeneland. Looked beautiful outside. Wish I could have been there. Um, but I actually was at an Easter egg hunt that morning. In oh, catch anything good? Here's the thing, TJ. It was only like they were eggs. They were all like. Real hardball. Oh eggs. no! Have you ever been? Oh to a, no! Have you ever been to an Easter egg hunt yes. where it's all eggs? Yes. What? In, who does that? Brooks hometown. They, this wasn't wow. a family one. This was this was well, their local community. That's one. a real small town though. So like those eggs actually could be good for the families. Like they'll go home and crack them, make make they, some. They're uh, very resourceful. Deviled did, eggs. Did yeah. they come from a local? So farmer. Actually, I'm in on this. Well, the the company donate. Like yeah. So basically, a local company donated them all, but. But, like, can you imagine being a kid and, like, sprinting out for eggs just to pick them up and be like, oh, no candy, just just eggs? That's just called hunting and gathering. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just supposed to, you want me to eat this? You had, you had to catch your own bunny stew. They weren't even part of the. the <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't imagine this because my grandma and grandpa used to do that when we were kids. Just because well, there were so many grandkids that it was, I guess, cheaper to get real eggs, dye them, and just hide them instead. Well, oh, it was I, such I, a disappointment. I can also understand it from a fun family activity where, oh, we're going to dye our eggs on Saturday, and then Sunday we'll go find them. Because, you know, dyeing Easter eggs, that could be fun. But the, man, I just can't imagine being a kid and, like, sprinting around to get all these eggs and be like, oh, so now dad's just going to eat deviled eggs. No later. chocolate, no money. Well, yeah. yeah, the ones None. I do every so often, yeah, there'd be some money inside. It, it, to, I just <laughs> like people just breaking the real eggs, being like, where, where, what's in here? <laughs> oh, so man. Duke, Duke enjoyed Easter. Yes, yes, he did have a good time. Big fan of Easter eggs because they shake. So um, <laughs> when he got together with his cousins on uh, Sunday, he did find some eggs that were plastic and he could shake up and. Uh, he also figured out quickly how to get those things open. So I had to eat the, I I had to bite the bullet and eat the chocolate quickly. Yeah, you know what a guy just being a good dad. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the sacrifices we make as parents. Exactly. All right, let's go to a break and then I, I say we just do the text line. I think it's going to take us a lot of places we need to go. Heck yeah, plenty to talk about with news over the weekend, but I want to be able to spend some time with these bad boys. So you're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Genesis Diamond Spring Extravaganza is happening this weekend. I know it's Monday and it's tough to look ahead to, to the weekend, but let's be honest, we're all doing it anyways. 9th, 10th, and 11th. 
Genesis Diamond Spring Extravaganza is back after having to miss last year because of the pandemic. Three days of mind-blowing savings from Louisville's favorite jeweler. This time of the year, they put everything on sale, maybe even up to 35%. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, colored gemstones, jewelry, even designer bridal and fashion jewelry. Certified diamonds included in all this, folks. Everything's going to be on sale You're not going to want to miss it. People come in from all over the country for this, so why don't you just drive an extra 10, 15, 5 minutes, depending on where you live in Louisville, how far Shelbyville Road, St. Matthews is from you, because that's where Genesis Diamonds is. They're the official jeweler of UK. What more do you need to hear? That starts, again, April 9th, 10th, and 11th. They're spring extravaganza. You're going to get some jewelry, and you're going to save a lot of money. Nick Roush, one thing that I saw this morning, from the San Antonio Spurs, three players in Spurs history with 700-plus points, 330-plus rebounds in their first 60 career games. David Robinson, Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan, Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. <laughs> Who would that have ever insane. thought that? Oh, not me, because, I mean, I'm not, not saying that, like, I dislike Keldon or – what's the how, – how do I – I don't really know how to put it because he was one of those guys that I always thought was just okay. I never relied on him to have a good game. Just like, you know, he might give us something. Uh, he did hit a crazy half-court shot that took – was it against Providence in New York City? It was pretty cool. Um, but aside, but really, he didn't – never did a whole lot for me. Didn't expect much from him in the NBA. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. There we go. Yeah. 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 Wrong Big East team. But uh, didn't expect much from him, and so I'm very happy – to see that he actually has found a ton of success in the NBA. I think that's surprising that there's only three Spurs players in history to do that. That's only not even 12 points a game and five rebounds a game. Doesn't see, seem all that 60, crazy. See, their first 60 games, though. Yeah. Yeah, I did the math on it. Yeah, coming into the NBA. I mean, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. I'm just surprised more guys haven't done it. Uh, yeah, I, I I suppose so. You get like a – but. The thing is, Spurs have almost always been so good that they don't usually get like the top rookie. This is true. Yeah, it's coming in that could that could put up numbers like that. So that's also probably plays into it a little bit. But uh, well, to, way way to go, Keldon. Let's get to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. The first text says, "Is Isaiah is Isaiah Jackson coming back?" No. So everybody knows how I feel about this. I did hear some updates over the weekend on this. Oh, you did? I, I figured that this person was being a smart mouth. And, they were. And they heard were. us on the podcast, and they were like, ooh. So I need to make this uh, people. I need to make this clear. I do not anticipate him coming back. I'll be shocked if he comes back. None of that's changing, although I did hear things that maybe should make people feel like slightly more optimistic on it, is that supposedly Cal is telling him and his family, if you're not locked in the top 20, you should come back. And the family all supposedly agrees. Hmm. They're just the, I guess there's, they think that the, the money cut off versus where he could be if he comes back and proves, because they think if he comes back and improves, he actually could be in the conversation for like a number top, one pick. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, they're more realistically probably top five. But the, the money breakdown, I don't know. They, they've got this whole thing where if they they don't feel like they're locked in the top 20, I think UK saying you it'd be in your best interest to come back because here's what's going to happen with that blah 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 blah. I just think he's going to get a promise in the top twenty. I think NBA teams are going to measure him out. They're going to love him. And then something else that's not working in Kentucky's favor with all this stuff is that everything's pushed back so much later now 
that I I, I think it's he's not he's not going to come back. But here, can, can we? But but it seems like there's like you know it's not just there's you know the Cal Tucker articles and all that stuff. It's not that's just not blowing smoke. They're at, they actually are. They could see themselves coming back. I just don't think they're going to do it. Can we allow ourselves to dream for a minute? No, I think we decided not to do that. Though. Yeah, but it's Monday. Monday stink. Okay, go ahead. Isaiah Jackson, sophomore Isaiah Jackson. How much fun would that be? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That would be a lot of fun. Because, and I, I think if you were to convince yourself that, hey, an extra year at Kentucky would really launch you up to top five, would be just looking at his offensive game in the final six weeks of the season, give or take. It got a lot better. He still had his moments where you would, he would put up a shot and you're like, well, that's not going near the rim. But his offensive moves, he got that jab step and then, you know, go hard at the rim. Like, he really did. I think in a in the case of a lot of big men, Bam Adebayo was a guy who it took him a while to figure out that one or two, that like that one consistent steady post move, that, that little baby hook at, in addition to a drop step. Jackson, I feel like, had more moves there. Uh, they just weren't as consistent, and that's why you know we all think he's going to be just an incredible pro. Uh, it would be great if we got one more year with him, though. It'd be just just front court with him, Collins, and Shoeboy. Two, like you probably very rarely could play all three together. Although you could just have fun with it and do it here and there, anyways. But just imagine. One of them getting in foul trouble and being like, all right, now I guess Damon Collins is going to get 25 minutes tonight, 30 minutes tonight. And then like, oh, no, you know, now we're going to have to just go Collins and Jackson because Shoeboy's off today. Oh, man. So, like, you're blocking literally every shot. Could just go all three and have it be like the Monstars. Could do that. And the thing is, you know, Collins loves to, to play on the wing, as, you know, every big guy does to some extent. So you theoretically could do it a little bit. I just don't think you'd see a lot of it. Uh, and, and, again, I don't think you're going to see any of it because I, I still think Isaiah Jackson will go pro. But I was happy to hear that Calipari is not doing like, oh, your first round, then get the hell out of here. That money, you need right, to go take right. it. Uh, in this situation, it seems like they're saying there is a limit where you you shouldn't say no. But if if you're not hearing what you like to hear – you come back to us, and you're gonna you're gonna really improve your stock. So, uh, again, I do not anticipate him coming back, but I don't think it's just like I, I guess I'll. Where if I thought there was a zero percent chance that he came back, I guess maybe I'm up to like a two percent chance. Okay. So if that if that if that helps better yeah. than zero percent. Um, another texture says Ty Ty had 22 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and the win. How can TJ say Hickman clearly looked better than him? Ty Ty can actually score the ball. Yeah, this is the texture that just loves to like disagree with anything that I say. Um, so I watched the game, and the, this person and I went back and forth a little bit. Uh, he goes on to say, Ty Ty was better than Hickman. Led his team to victory, put up the numbers, solid penetrator. Hickman is a solid penetrator and assist game, but lacked much offensive scoring ability. Every national pundit had the same takeaway. Hope you realize you're alone on this hill. So first off, it's not a hill, it's an opinion. And I will take me watching a basketball game and giving my two cents on the players just as much as any national pundit because they're watching the game the same way that I am, same way that you are. And believe it or not, you could have a conversation with some of these people 
that are like national recruiting, and you you would probably know more than they would about basketball. And then there'd be some that would know significantly more about basketball than you would. Just because they're a national person doesn't mean their basketball opinions of watching basketball are greater than anybody else's. So keep that in mind first and foremost. Secondly, not a hill, it's an opinion. Thirdly, I, I, I don't know where you saw that stuff. I was incredibly complimentary of Ty Ty Washington. I think he's a nice player. Uh, was really impressed that he was able to bounce back the way that he was after playing so poorly. But he was playing poorly because Nolan Hickman was guarding him. And then Nolan Hickman started cramping up. I never saw what the official injury was for him. But once he got hurt, he was a completely different player. The game was different. They were up by nine points, and they looked clearly better until Hickman got hurt. And then that's when Ty Ty took over the game. So I, I don't know why you're arguing with me on the fact that I think Nolan Hickman looked better before he got hurt than Ty Ty Washington. It's not debatable. Ty Ty Washington was like one of seven to start the game. And Nolan Hickman didn't have his best offensive game to begin with, but the way he was able to get in the paint and pass was exactly what Kentucky needs. So I'm high on Nolan Hickman. I think he's going to be a really nice player for Kentucky. Roush, I still want somebody else. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later on the show today. But I still want somebody else, but... Hickman was awesome. I was really impressed with him. He's a smooth player, got where he wanted, awesome, awesome passer. Uh, and then Ty Ty Washington was good as well. I, I think Hickman, I would rather have Hickman than Washington, just for what Kentucky, I think, is going to need next season. Did this dude just look at a box score? He did, yeah. yeah. He was like, I, I was like, you didn't watch the game, man. Like, you're just going off either what national people are telling you. He was like, I watched. I was like, if you watch, then there's no way that you can say that Hickman wasn't better until he got hurt. He was significantly better. He looked like the significantly better player in the first half. And then Ty Ty picked it up. He was playing horribly in the first half. So they're pretty close, I'm sure. They do different things. Ty Ty's more of a creator. Hickman's more of a facilitator. And then I really liked Hickman's defense uh, as well. So, yeah, I think it's just a box score sort of deal. 22-10-5 is nothing to to kind of turn your nose at. No doubt about it. He was really nice, but I, I was really impressed with Hickman until he got hurt. Ooh. I don't know why that's a hot take. Yeah, it's not. He's also ranked higher in like every recruiting service in Ty Ty Washington, correct? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. but, but hey, like I said, it was really cool that you could have a bad game, a terrible start like Ty Ty had, and then just, boom, turn it on, and you you were uh, – you took over and won the game for his team. That's impressive. His, his so whoever gets him will be will be happy. I'm did sure. not win at all though. They lost to Montverde, who uh, pretty good. I don't, I don't know who else is on that team, but Montverde won that won the entire Geico National Tournament over the weekend. So you can have a national tournament, but you can't have an All Star game. Correct. Real weird. Yeah. Uh, another texture says the most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever owned, and they send a picture of their gray green dot hoodie. It was, and I I did not recognize that hoodie. This was like a classy green dot hoodie. It had like the logo intertwined with the green dot. I didn't see hoodies like that, but it looked like a comfy hoodie, and uh, congrats on you for still having it. Another texter said, TJ, I just finished episode one of the new season. I feel like it's already going to be better than the current season, talking about the challenge. The house is five times the size. They go back to the OG challenges. All like it used to be, the production feels like just like it was 10 years ago, it's going to be legit. All right, I like to hear all those things. It's on Paramount. I don't think I have Paramount. Um, who knows? It, it's funny that we're in a world now where it's like, what streaming services do I have a password to and which ones do I not have a password to? Uh, that's kind of where we're at. Paramount, I have no idea. Hard to keep them straight. It really is. They just want so much money out of you to watch all this stuff. Well, it's just like, you know, one, it's pretty much it seems like it's like a couple shows on each streaming service. Yep. 
And you just have to make the decisions like which one can you go without, which ones do you really want? Going without Paramount. You're out on Paramount. Yep. Well, who's Paramount's like who owns Vi- Paramount? Viacom. So CBS, Comedy Central, MTV. Can't watch The Office then. No. Unless I you want to watch it with commercials. Yeah. I thought that was on Peacock. That's on Peacock. Oh, yeah. Different I always word. get them confused. Different P word. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're going to have something. I'm sure CBS will put like the early Masters coverage on exclusively on Paramount Plus, like Saturday and Sunday. They'll probably start at like noon. Oh, yeah. You know? I guess this is I know, the like, time for... of the year we need to bring up the fact that like uh, we don't get golf coverage till Thursday at like three o'clock, you know? Like, Even you gotta, they like, start playing at 8 a.m. Yeah, you got to find like, you got to watch it on your computer and then it's like, you get Amen Corner. You can watch these holes. <laughs> watch the featured group who's all plus eight. Like, <laughs> yeah. Golf. It should be literally Thursday at like 6 30. That should just be live coverage. Which, I, mean, I want coverage of every hole. You have, I mean, you have the rights to it. This should be the time, like, hey, we can get more eyeballs. Let's just pay. I mean, we've got all the broadcasters. They're just paying to be there all day. Not that difficult. But this is a time where I, I had to find out if our – so we use ESPN Plus or KSR to access, like, the articles behind paywalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it found out on UK Pro Day also works for the TV streaming and all that sort of stuff. So at least oh I'll have my. that. Yeah. <laughs> Just figure that I'm, out. I'm a little embarrassed for you, Nick. I mean, I just never want to watch anything. You like got ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus, you got it all. But the thing is, though, is it's like, why, like what is ever on that that I really want to watch? Um, If you bet like an obscure small game, small they'll be on there. Exactly. Like, like Iona only, versus Niagara. Only like random <laughs> college basketball games. They're hey, like Bellerman, the only things that would You'll get that Bellerman would on there from yeah. time to time. They show UFC on there, too. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, nobody cares. Unless the I'm a big UFC off, guy. But. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to more text. Uh, huge news, college basketball news on Saturday that we all woke up to or were awoke for, whatever whatever, whatever time you woke up. We'll talk about that when we return. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. When you said what you want to say Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. <laughs> All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Sports Radio 961 FM, 1450 AM. Hit up this week. They got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru, and uh, it's equally as delicious. St. Matthews completely renovated their interior. You need to check it out, especially if you haven't been there. You will love the setup they have. And they've just got delicious food, burritos, quesadillas, tacos. You name it, they've got it, and it is good. Real good. That's Salsaritas again. Download the app. It's going to save you some money. Salsarita good. There you have it. Okay. The Batcats got swept by Mississippi State. Oh, man. Worst part is uh, on Friday, they were actually up 2 nothing in the sixth inning, and somebody lost a pop-up in a light. Yeah. <laughs> I really am like you know I I just wanted one game they didn't get that they almost they almost had it they did compete you know that's the top five team in the country you lose 
two games by combined two runs, and then the one before that, it was basically like a one to three game, most of it until I think like the seventh or eighth inning when that one kind of got blown open. So they were competitive. Mm -hmm. They fought. Now you get Louisville on the road tomorrow. Be fun. Wouldn't mind going to that one. Probably won't. But, uh, oh, we've got, uh, yeah, won't be able to anyways. But uh, I'll watch it on TV. That's it. That's at six tomorrow. And then you get LSU at home. So I think if shooting for the stars here, Roush, if you can get three wins out of those four, then you should probably be ranked and things are looking just, you know, things are looking okay. Looking nice. Two out of four, I'd say, are must if we want this to have any, if we want to have any fun with this baseball season whatsoever. And then if you go one and three in those games, well, you know, then it's starting to all kind of unfold a little bit, I would think. But uh, we'll see. Good good effort despite not winning a game. Being swept, never a good thing. So at the end of the day, do better. But uh, they showed a little heart, if nothing else. Rough baseball weekend for you, TJ. God, the, gosh. The Red Ooh. Sox are so bad. Justin, right, Chris Sale is just never going to pitch again. No, no. It was a good weekend for the Reds, though. Yeah, not how much, bad. How not much bad. fun was that fight, too? That, Fights. Oh, there's know, a fight? I missed a fight? Oh, well, Dude, Cardinals and Reds played. You didn't hear? They were playing. So there's going to be a fight. <laughs> there's a fight every time they it was, play. It was really great, TJ, because they started the inning by hitting Castellanos, which, by the way, that dude is forever just going to be associated with. And there's a long left drive down the left field by Castellanos. <laughs> But so he gets hit by a pitch, and eventually gets the third. I you know I forget the the details. Who cares? But there's a wild pitch that Molina could have caught. It like went off the edge of his glove. He oh, just Molina's it. involved in a fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, shocking. I would have so, never thought. That so he'd Castellanos be in the of makes it in safe before Yachty can throw it to the pitcher. And Castellanos gets up and he flexes like over on, top of the over pitcher. the pitcher. It yeah. was awesome. It was a great celebration. I was fired up. Everybody was fired up. And of course, poor Yachty got his feelings hurt and he has to run over. He pushes an umpire out of the way to like scream at Castellanos. And Castellanos is the only one that gets tossed. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I hate Yadier Molina for what it's worth. How he is, he, is such he's a be baby. Like 40 years old, too. He's just been fighting such the Reds every year for my entire life. And I just I, I hate anybody who is ever going to oh you can't celebrate blah, 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 like that stuff the 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 no fun place in baseball they can just suck it that was an awesome celebration I get some of it uh, there Justin where you might be like he's my pitcher so I'm gonna go defend him yeah sure but the best part of this the whole thing is the so TJ the bench is cleared and they're like doing the whole chesty thing where they're just in each other's face talking things die down. But then as the bullpens are making their way back out to the outfield, they got into it again. <laughs> so we were watching live at the end laws, and they're like, and all of a sudden you hear the announcer go, oh, man, and he's getting into it again. They're, they're, they got to be separated. And the cameras are, are slow to catch up. Oh, that was just, it was, it was wonderful. Got to love a good old baseball Yeah, it sounds fight. like I missed out on something uh, pretty cool. I mean, I'll have to check out the video of it. You know, Reds it's ended even, up uh, winning the series, too. So you know, it's even cooler, something to look forward to tonight, not in the national championship game. What? Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. Oh, that's tonight. And, Starts his two-run or two-week run. And he says that tonight there's a viral moment. So mm. I'll There's be definitely going to be a question about football where he's like, 
who's thrown the most interceptions in a game? Or, you know, it'll be something like that. Aaron Rodgers. That's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> probably Brett Favre. But he probably has a I can see it. some sort I can like see that. a contestant. Like a I can see a contestant guessing that, though. Like, oh, who is it, Aaron Rodgers? And he just gives him a death stare. And it's actually Favre, too. <laughs> 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 oh, that would be pretty. Hey, maybe that's the viral moment. Wow. Did we just predict it? I'm so I'm I'm very much in on Jeopardy tonight with old Aaron Rod and he's just gonna he's a pro. That will be does, a great so. warm up for the national championship. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, the good news is we'll still have an hour and about twenty minutes after Jeopardy ends. So hour and twenty freaking minutes, nine twenty. What a joke! I don't get like somebody stand up for us. See, somebody help us out. I I even understand the eight o'clock one. Because that's when primetime TV technically starts. What what are you waiting on for an hour and a half? Ooh, can I say that I, I did like the Miley Cyrus show in between? And I think I almost liked it even more that Rick Bozich was so mad. He was like, I think I'm going to watch baseball instead. So, Like, we, what a dork. My, that, was, she, that was the best I think Miley Cyrus has ever looked, in my opinion. She had it going on. And, and then, of course, we were rock talking songs, about, too. Like, like, I'm all about some Miley Cyrus covers. The people I were with, I was talking, we were, like, talking about kind of the that generation of people that were growing up kind of along with us. And uh, then we were, like, talking Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift in terms of song and singing. And then, uh-huh. you know, naturally, we'd go into looks and whatnot. And then, of course, I tweet out there like, oh, Taylor Swift meant Miley Cyrus. But, man, she had it going on. So somebody had a few space dust. Well, it was just one of those things where you're, like, saying one thing and your you're brain. typing. Yeah. yeah, you're typing what you're saying when you really meant to be doing the other thing. But uh, I that that was funny, and then he ended up watching it because he was tweeting about the game later on. Oh, yeah. But, like, I just why, love... would he, why would he be so bothered by that to not watch the game? Just don't watch that then. And Turn also, back when the game's on. That's and, what normal people do. And, like, Miley Cyrus was singing your music, Rick. She was singing, like... Hey, speaking of Rick Bozich, did y'all yeah. see Yerman uh, Mercedes this weekend? Wait, Yerman? What, who? He's a player for the White Sox. Coming into this year, he had one major league at bat. Opening night, he goes five for five. Was scheduled to be off on Saturday, but Tony Larusa said, "Ah, you played so good. Go out there again." Started his first three at bats with a hit. Started the season eight for eight. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Had one major league at bat in his life. That's crazy. That is really. I cool. hope that dude was playing the lottery. I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed those stories. He did. He did get out in his fourth at bat on Saturday, though. So he ended eight of nine for <laughs> for the first two games. Did we win the lottery Saturday? We did. Not. I don't even know that we oh, got a single man. number. Man. Yeah. Well, if you have played Friday, like yeah, yeah. what a dingus. We could all be. Life could be a lot different. All right, let's go to our hour break. We'll come back. More text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening, to Kentucky roll call roll here on call. Big X Sports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us, hanging out, having a good time. Text on into the show, 502 414 1450. 502 
414-1450. Don't forget to follow Car Stuff KY on Facebook and Instagram. Just all one word, Car Stuff KY. You'll see them post what they do, which is anything for your car, anything for your bike. Car audio, car audio installation, remote starts, auto body supply, wheels and tires, audio for your bike, parts for your bike. They do bike detailing and any repairs for your car or bike. You're going to want to check out Car Stuff KY. They're at 5725 Bargetown Road. Give them a call, 502-239-9554. Roush, what, what, what do you got? It looks like you're ready to I just, take us somewhere. PGA Tour, they were just they tweeted, first win as a husband, and it's Spieth kissing. Because remember when she was just the girlfriend? Now, no, she, now no, she's the husband. It? Jordan no. Spieth. It's just, it's just real hokey. I don't get it. First win as a husband, and he's kissing her, walking off the course. Who's her? Who is he? His, 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 we're supposed to know who he's with or something? That's the, I don't know. Like I, I'm pretty sure it's the same girl he was dating a long time ago, whenever he won the Masters. And he hasn't won in Annie how Verrett. many years? Verrett. Verrett. Annie Verrett. They got married in 2018. Yeah. yeah so, he, <laughs> so it's been that long. Jeez. Yeah. I wonder if Annie was starting to think like, oh, no, I'm in bad luck. <laughs> so like, I got the loser. Yeah, well. Mm, that too. It still won a lot of money if you come in fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, seventh, that's eighth, true. Ninth. But technically not a winner. I would take a last sure. place paycheck. Yeah, well. I don't care. Just give me one of them big ones. <laughs> Uh, did you see the Sweet 16, the ninth region? I did not see All it, the way back. I'm familiar with For the- Thomas Hollins, they smacked a snot out of E-Town, which I thought E-Town was going to be the team to beat. They uh, they took care of Ballard, uh, and they got a bunch of seniors. A lot of guys who are also on the football team as well. I thought E-Town was going to be the team to beat, but Hollins claims their first Sweet 16 title. It's only the second time they've been in the finals, and the first time they made that trip to the final game and just to the Sweet 16, I think in general, since uh, Jared Lorenzen and Derek Smith were running stuff and they went to back to back to back uh, Sweet 16. So shout out to the Bluebirds at Highlands. It's now, I think, the third time in four years that a Northern Kentucky team has won it all. So uh, they, NKU, the Norse, they're the, the basketball part of the state, the force to be reckoned with. I believe their best player also is signed to go to NKU. What was Highlands ranked? Heading into the Sweet 16. They were top 10. Okay. Yeah, because they do. Like, like they, I hadn't heard anything about them until because, they started getting hot. And I, and I think it's just because they played second fiddle to St. Henry and Kovkath the whole time, but mm. they ended up emerging from that region and set a <laughs> tournament record for three-pointers in the Sweet 16. Hit something like 60 or something like that over four games, which is And E-Town kind of had their way with crazy. Ballard. And then yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's just one of those situations, unlucky draw, where you just kind of gave everything you had to put away Ballard, and then you come back mm-hmm. literally later that night and just don't have it. Well, and especially when a team is pouring in threes like Highlands was. Um, I mean, they had almost 50 points at half. <laughs> and they just were making three after three after three. Uh, and that 20-point deficit, you couldn't overcome it. So uh, shout-out to Highlands for getting it done. Hey, aside from Jared Lorenz, and you know who else comes from Highlands? Who's that? Uh, I know the Collinsworths. Jeff Walls. Oh. Hmm. How about that? that? Oh, can't win the big one, though. No, nope, like can't it. win the big one. Uh, Which, other... I thought Stanford was going to choke that game away yesterday. Were you watching it, TJ? I just watched the final minute of it. We we wa- we had the fourth. We got home in time to watch the fourth quarter. Another terrible last possession. Oh, and, awful. And, and really, it's not anything specific to women's basketball. It's 
you just far too often you had a timeout. Like you you had a timeout. You're gonna throw the ball in where like somebody's falling down catching it when you only have five seconds. I didn't left. realize they there had go, a timeout. There too. goes two seconds. Yeah. Like what do you just call a timeout and, and, and she get had something th- better. She had three players open. Oh, I know. And that, was, that was another players. thing is like you were falling down, you catch the ball, you waste time that. And then even then, everybody's literally guarding you. Pass it to anybody. They just were like, hey, tall girls, attack. And that wink just bothered them. And then when she threw up that garbage shot, I was like, that's going to be lucky if that even touches the backboard, let alone the rim. Like, I she's thought, not like if that's going to touch anything. I thought there was going to be a, a Lorenzo Charles situation. I thought somebody was going to be standing underneath the basket and get a layup for the win. People yeah. were open everywhere, yeah. but uh, yeah, that that was not well Man, executed, but it still kind of was exciting. In women's basketball, there's still like, it's it's like old school 80s basketball in that if you have the big dominant centers, it's hard to lose. Because mm-hmm. they just don't – there's just not comparable size. I mean, I don't, you can't teach height. No, in, in women's basketball, it's just – it's it it's a trump card that you, you can play over and over again. You can get a lot of rebounds. Have you ever – A lot of rebounds and a lot Have of you all ever seen a more downtrodden, like, championship celebration when that confetti debacle went down? The confetti debacle. Yeah, so they they shot off the confetti, but it was way late. Like, normally the confetti shot off when the game's over and everybody celebrates. I I mean, I only probably watched, you know, 30 seconds, a minute of the celebrating. I noticed there was no confetti during all that. Yeah, so they shot it off late. The Stanford girls were walking off the floor like, okay, another game. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) They just won the national championship. There also was an awkward cut, too, where the celebration was happening and they really just were following – the girl who missed the shot and like we're gonna wait until we see her cry and they they've literally just waited until she was in tears and then they cut to Stanford who is I mean this they had already done their dog pile they're like getting up from the dog pile kind of odd but shout out to the Cardinal and our boy Wilder Treadway getting a national title uh the SID out there former KSR so uh go the the Cardinal beat the Cats in at least one thing perhaps an unpopular take but Arizona's coach who Man, okay, Here, here's something that was uh, – Brooke told me this, and I was very just like, well, that's a weird dynamic. Uh, the wife's husband is her assistant coach. So the head coach's husband is an assistant on the team. It's one thing to work with your, your spouse. That feels like a very different kind of dynamic. That is. That's that's pretty bizarre. I mean, imagine – not sure even what to make of that. I mean – Especially as a player, like I, I would just the the amount of thoughts that would go through my mind, like, oh, well, she's just listening to him because he's they a husband, a, you know. They met in Italy, playing basketball over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a very I I've never seen anything like it before. Well, let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter says it's beyond stupid to play this game in Lucas Oil Stadium. It's uh, it's I don't get why they're also doing like the little mid court setup sort of deal. Like they're not setting it up like a normal Final Four. They're setting it up like the 2014 UK U of L Sweet 16 game, like where they're only using part of the stadium. Maybe they'll change. Maybe they change that for tonight. But I I doubt it. I guess that's to give the yeah I don't know. Because that kind of defeats the purpose of having it there. I mean, right? you weren't going to have a ton of people there anyways, so maybe they just figured like this is going to be easier from a logistics standpoint instead of having to walk the length of the stadium and all. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't but why sure not why not just they're... go to Banker's Life? Like, it, just yeah. play in a normal basketball arena. 
and that's one thing I don't understand. Basketball is such a great uh, spectator sport. We noticed it this year when the crowds were gone, just how different it was. So we're like, you know what? Let's make the basketball the greatest basketball event of the year, and we're going to put it in a football stadium. Like it just doesn't makes no sense. Well, especially when you have a year where you can do you're having such limited crowds and capacity, anyways. I mean, how many more people are going to put in there just because it's at a giant stadium? I don't as know. As far as like COVID like, restrictions, I mean, it seemed like they had so many cardboard cutouts, it's hard to even see where real people actually were. But oh well, I'm yeah. much more upset about the the time than anything else. Texter says, Cal to the college basketball world. In honor of legendary UNC coach Roy Williams' retirement, I believe I'll take our young men and win a title in his name in 2021-2022. He deserves it. Straight from the horse's mouth, by golly, the Cats will be cutting down the nets in Blue Orleans next year, folks. is it New Orleans next year? I think so. Cal did put the college basketball world on notice. I don't think he said those words exactly, Texture, even though he said it was straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, he, he He's going along with the, like, I hope you all had fun this past year because yeah. this next season. He said it again, college game day. Although, you know, I like I, I read between the lines probably a little too much. I, they, have, they had him on basically just to kind of talk about, like, hey, you know, last time there was an undefeated team in the Final Four, it was yours. So, like, what are some things Gonzaga should look out for? And, Cal, incredibly complimentary of Wisconsin. Of course, he had to bring up, he was like, really, you know, Notre Dame should have had us. He, he, you ask him a question, he goes off a million different ways and does mm-hmm. kind of his own thing. But he basically, his whole point was, <laughs> Gonzaga, you just don't want, you don't, they need to do their best not to be in close games late because that's when things start to get tight and all, and, and no duh, you don't want to be in a close game tight. They had Dick Vitale on after Cal. And they were like, Cal's whole point was if the game gets really tight down late, that's when Gonzaga maybe starts thinking about the undefeated season or that's where he worries that the players, it starts to get in their head a little bit. And Dick Vitale was just like, no, 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 absolutely not. I don't buy that for a second because they they haven't really played in many close games, if you think about it. And and it was like, that's his point. It's like they, oh, they're Dick. not. I mean, he. So I wonder if there's a little rift between those two. Because, you know, Dick did have the Johnny Jazang. Like, how does Cal let Johnny Jazang leave? I'll, I thought people, whenever Raftery said, from downtown Lexington, whenever Jazang hit a three. Yeah, like, I didn't get that either. No, I thought, I mean, I thought it was kind of like people were like, oh, that's a shot at Kentucky. I'm like, no, I think that was just a nice little reference. No, like, I, it was I, just something. You know? I briefly thought that he thought that he was like from Lexington. <laughs> no, no, I think that like was he, just like a UK transfer kind of a nod to that. I'm with you, Nick. Yeah, and I and I also, the entire Johnny Jazang experience this postseason, there was never a part of me that was like, and I know we said it on the radio, but even during that game, I, I never, there was never a part of me that was like, oh man, he should be doing this at Kentucky. Like, it just, just the I, pandemic I, I, happened and he went home. I like, wish I, I wish he was at, at Kentucky, like, and I think he would have had, you know, he would have been a great player. But it, yeah, it didn't work out. And they like they, he made the right choice. Obviously, clearly he has a good relationship <laughs> with Cal. Cal likes him. You know that was what it was. Uh, I was sad to see his his season come to a close because he was on fire. That was a fun run. Oh, he was doing the whole Kimba thing. This yeah. postseason, too. I mean, almost all the way to the title game. I honestly thought they had a really good shot to win that game when I saw the video on Saturday night, or Friday night of his brother coming to town. Yeah, oh, yeah. That I was, was like, be, that's going to that not like, be good. It was like uh, Carton Kiki off the floor. You're like, oh, God, they're bringing them out. Like, they ain't no way they're losing now. Yeah. Tournament's the best. I hate that we only have one college basketball game left. 
Uh, although pretty oh, crappy man. season, so also not mad that it'll be over. Why was the Sweet 16 semis and final games on the same day? Are they usually scheduled that way? No, it it was like that for yeah, 100 they, years almost, and they recently changed it within the last like 10 or so to make it to where the championship game is on Sunday. But that's how it was forever for the longest time. They played semis in the morning, championship I always in, thought it was super night. dumb that they do that. Like, hey, most important game of your life, and uh, you'll play now the – newest most important game of your life seven hours later so uh it's ridiculous play it the other day the one Dominic Hawkins won that was the next day so they you know they had switched it back I don't know why they did it this way again but they had they had separated the days prior I think some of it was like oh pandemic we don't want to keep these kids extra long or something I don't know but Freddie Maggard's dad uh, if y'all know he's a much more of a high school basketball high school legend than than Freddie, who works at KSR. He was on the nineteen fifty six Car Creek team that oh, who could forget? won the state title. The Barefoot Boys. Uh, he and he hit the shot that beat uh, King Kelly Coleman, knocked him out, uh, hit a buzzer beater. Uh, pretty pretty big legend in his own right. And he, he said, "I was." His dad always told him, "He's like, I was seventeen years old. If I couldn't play two games and two basketball games in two days, then." What the hell's wrong with me? You know, that kind of thing. It's like, well, that is that is a – I mean, they, they play three games all the time in a single day in AAU, um, but you're right, though, TJ. I don't – No, they obviously can do it. Like, I know they can't. I just don't know why why anybody thinks it's a good idea to be like, all right, just run it back. Most important game ever. It's got to be fun. if you got zero time to prepare for it? It's got to be fun if you're just a spectator to like, all right, I'm going to watch two basketball games, go get something to eat, come back, and then watch another one. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, if you were a fan of one of the teams, it'd make for a fun day. If you want, like, it would be cool to be like a high school student, be like, "Hey, we're watching our team play in the semifinal on Saturday, and we may be staying all day in Lexington." Yeah, like right. this, this is going to be a treat. A texter says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Our fan base is starting to annoy me with all the Cal hate. Can't imagine how annoyed Cal gets, especially since his tenure has been one of the best decades of UK basketball. Yeah, and I, I think again. I think we're weeding out the the folks that needed to be weeded out, and the best thing to do with those people is we just need to get to a point of just ignoring, ignoring them. them. Yeah. yeah, let them let them scream into the void. They're upset. Uh, they had a brief moment during the Justin Powell thing on Saturday, Roush, but I actually thought people did a good job kind of drowning those folks out. Yeah, because uh, Justin Powell committed to Tennessee over right. Kentucky. We knew some people were going to lose their minds over it, but it really wasn't as many people as I thought. I thought the Thought the fan base handled it pretty well, all things considered. Very important that Kentucky had Callan Grady before Justin Powell because, I mean, they're all they're they're, they're pretty similar. Uh, the one difference is Callan Grady is exponentially more accomplished than Justin Powell. He's a grown ass man, and he also doesn't have any injury concerns coming into this. And also, uh, there's a transfer rule standing in the way. So like. Pretty much, Grady is the better version of Justin Powell, in my opinion. And you also don't get the uh, the in-state butt slappers just losing their minds whenever he doesn't does or doesn't play, or ba- basically living and dying on every Justin Powell shot. So I'm 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 much happier that Kentucky will have Kellen Grady instead of Justin Powell next next spring. Powell wanted to come to Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky thought long and hard about it at a time. They thought that they were going to want him and then kind of thought more about it. And I don't know what they've got up their sleeve, but they, they feel like they're going to be better off with how things unfolded. The things you got to remember with Pal, I liked him. I think I said that I'm not as high on him as other people are. And the re- some of the reasons I mentioned 
And he's had two major injuries in like three years. Yeah, he hasn't played a whole lot of basketball. Yeah, you're, and you're talking like head and knees. Like the you know those are the scary <laughs> two big ones. Yeah, those are the scariest ones really that you can you can get r- pertaining to those areas. Uh, Tennessee will be his fifth team in six years. That I'm sorry, it's just a red flag. Like it just it, I I've met people. I'm not going to say where I've met the people because it, it kind of would be a little bit of a tip. But I've met people that have been like, you know, he, he himself seems like a good kid. I just kind of worry about, like, people, what they're telling him and stuff like that. And I've met other people that are like, oh, he's got the best family. He's a great kid. Everybody's great. So I've, I've heard different things, and so I have no idea. So it's probably just not fair for me to say one thing or another in that regard. But it is five teams in six years. He is coming off two major injuries. And it's also worth mentioning the dude averaged four points, three points per game and shot 20% during SEC play. We're talking about that kid as somebody that like absolutely had to be at Kentucky. Somebody that averaged like four points and shot 20% during SEC play. Yeah, it was only a few games, but he he made his money in wild people he had in one, the non-conference. He had one good game, one good game against a quality opponent in Memphis, and it was. And I, you know, I, I loved his ability to be able to pass. He wasn't going to be able to be like I think an on-the-ball point guard exceptionally, but he's somebody that just he, he's a distributor. He's a good player. I think he'll do nice things for Tennessee in time. I don't think it'll be next season for what it's worth. And he'll still have like a game or two where Kentucky fans are annoyed. Like we're going to have yeah. the. The, the Johnny Jazang effect or whatever you want to call it, where he's like, oh, man, look at him. He's killing it for Tennessee. And if Kentucky doesn't get anybody, like if the roster is what it looks like right now, then I may then I, it'll be perfectly fair to be like, all right, why did you say no to him if you didn't have anything else? My understanding, they've got something else in the works, maybe a couple other else's in the works, and we'll all – you know, you already have Grady, but I think we'll all be like, oh, okay, we see why they didn't do that. Roush, what I don't want is kind of like a revisionist history where if Powell has a big game, people are like, oh, Cal made such a mistake. Let's see let's see what they've got instead before we – and if we all are all right with what they have instead. So let's say they bring in like a Marcus Carr. I don't think that's – I have no idea. I'm just using a name that people are familiar with. Let's say they bring in a, a car. Then I could see people – at that point we all need to say we got to forget Justin Powell. You weren't going to take Powell over Carr – no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then if Powell has a big game, we can't be like, ha, you made a mistake. No. What they replace him with, that's going to be what we what we roll with. If we're all all right with it, then we need to be all right with it for the duration of the season. If you don't like it, then speak your piece then and there, and then you'll be allowed to speak it the rest of the way. But uh, I don't I don't want it to be like we're all happy with what else they bring in, which I think we will be. I don't know who it is, but I think we will be. And then in December, if Justin Powell has like a good three-game stretch, we can't go back and be like, Cal made a mistake. People need to – if you want to play coach, then you play coach. If you think Cal made a mistake by not taking Powell right now, then you go on and say it, um, and we'll see how things shake out. But there's you, you, there's only so many people you can get. And I actually kind of jokingly tweeted about it. Like, it'd be hilarious if they – if – if Kentucky, if it kind of leaked that, like, hey, we did, they didn't like Justin Powell just because he does a lot of the same things Dante Allen does, and they didn't really want to bury Dante Allen on the depth chart. Can you, like the mental gymnastics oh. Kentucky fans would oh, have to like. Oh my goodness! Not, it would be incredible. And you know what Kentucky fans I'm talking about, but of like, oh no, Kentucky kid, good shooter, doesn't play a lot. 
uh, which one do we want? I want players returning, but I also want to bring in the best. Yeah, it's so uh, confusing. Uh, yeah. What, do I, where do, what avenue it, do I go down? It, it reminds me, because I even had a friend say, like, oh, man, he's going to end up being like another Chris Lofton. It's like, Kentucky didn't get Chris Lofton because they got Ronda. Like, I, I mean, what? You're going to just get everybody? Like, that's not how this works. It's just not. You can't You can't have them all. Only Ash Ketchum. Exactly. Only Ash Ketchum can catch them all. Man, I'm so glad we were on the same page on that. That was a good job. Half off. Come on. Pandemic, so. Yeah, I had to have the same conversation with someone this weekend, a Kentucky fan, and he was telling me two or three names. Well, we're in the market for him. We're in the market for him. We're in the market for him. I was, I, I finally had enough, and I was like, dude, you can't get them all. You, you can have your wish list of two or three guys, but you cannot get every single one of those guys. Even if you all don't get anybody else, like you said, DJ, the roster for next year is fine. I mean, one more piece, two nah, more they, pieces, they, maybe They're, they'll be okay. No, nah, they they gotta have a little they'll bit be more. Right. They'll um, be right. Hey, oh, it's you know, oh, that's, I know how this all started because the guy said Isaiah Jackson was coming back, and I was like, not a freaking chance, <laughs> not a freaking chance. You know who is coming back though? Who's that? Trace Jackson Davis. That's right. Have you? Did you hang lo- that banner, baby? I mean, did you lose your mind? Um. I mean, are you going to hang up a Trace Jackson Davis's back banner? No, because I, I think you should. I honestly, it was, I, it was huge. Yeah, and I, I didn't know how he was leaning one way or the other, but I knew that if he came back one year, he could really benefit from coach or from playing under Mike Woodson. Um, so I think it's absolutely a huge get for Indiana. I, I still honestly can't believe he's coming back, but I think it'll really help him and <laughs> go a long way. I couldn't believe it either, TJ. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, because uh, he was he was really good. Yeah. And uh, or have any other guys? Has Armand Franklin or any nope. others? No word yet? from them yet. I would think that that would encourage them. Arm Armand yeah, and and, yeah. and his statement returning was just strictly from like the IU basketball department. I was like, I didn't want to leave right. when things were getting tough. I was like, oh, so I see what you're. I see what yeah, you're. Yeah, no, Trace and Armand are really, really good friends. Um, so you would like to think that that'll bring him back. Christian Lander came to IU because he wanted to play with Trace, so I'd imagine Lander will come back. It's a great start for the Woodson era, although the yeah. only the only it's a good thing and a bad thing. So the the good thing is you should be solid. Yeah. The but bad thing is if you're not, you should be solid. And if you had kind of like lost everybody, I got to get my guys in there. I got to get guys that want to play for me. Give me a give me a little bit more time. Yeah. Because if I you waste Jackson Davis this year, people are not going to be happy with Woodson. Well, I'm just I'm just grateful that we have a coach coming in for the first year, and it's not a total rebuild. He doesn't have to try to fix everything. I mean, for the Every most other part, time it's been a rebuild because it's a rebuild on your own accord, and it would have been no. This that's case true. Too. That's yeah. true. But, I mean, he, he at least has important pieces to work with next season, which should theoretically give him momentum moving forward, much like Juwan Moore or Howard at Michigan. I mean, when he took over, he had some guys there. That's what you need. But I'm already laying the seeds here, Roush. They have, like, an underwhelming season, and people are going to say, well, you know, he had some talent, but I just don't know if uh, – it, it may have been a better thing for him just to have to do a rebuild. I know for IU you certainly wouldn't want that. But right. that's huge news. Huge there's news there's no doubt there will be people saying that. Other because it, it will be an underwhelming you season. You can't waste. Jack. I'm not saying you have to win a championship or even get to the second weekend of the tournament, which is basically a championship for Indiana but at hey, this point. But maybe win. You a, can't waste. You can't be terrible. Maybe win a game in your conference tournament. Hey, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah. Has never seen. Never seen one. <laughs> Let's go to a break. We'll come back. More text into the show. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back.
sucks, dude. But I'm telling you, it's jobs. We gotta get jobs. Then we get the khakis. Then we get the chicks. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Want to remind you about our friend at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. If you've gotten out there and things just aren't hitting the way you want them to hit, check them out, bobbycookgolfacademy.com, or give them a call at 812-913-4415. The best lesson prices in the area, right off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. A short uh, 15-20 minute drive, depending on where you are, in Louisville, right over the bridge, and you'll want to check out the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Simulators, top of the line, you can hit the range, uh, or like we said, get lessons with Bobby Cook himself. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more. Raps, let's get back to the text line here, 502-414-1450. Oh, I think I know why you want to get back to the text line, because this person says, TJ spitting facts on Twitter. Just really can't believe how much you have to defend Cal to our ignorant fan base. Yeah, it's good. It's it's. I think Saturday was encouraging for me. I think people are kind of over the the whininess. Oh, I. They're they're still obviously going to be miserable people out there, but I think we've I think we've turned over a new leaf. I think we're ready to roll. It's it's pronounced leaves. Leaves. Yeah. New leaves. Leaves. Levis. Levis. Wow. It's depressing watching this year's tournament. Not because we aren't in it, but because of last year. Our defense last year combined with our good shooting and having three of the best guards in the country and arguably a top three center. We were final four bound. Damn you, COVID. I love I love that there are some people that are like, they could have easily, just as easily lost in the second round. It's like, okay, sure. Let's just do fun hype. Like they also could have won the championship. Yeah. That's the tournament, man. Man, quickly though, making free throws down the stretch. It'd be awesome. Be like if you could just you know get the ball to him. I mean, think how confident you would be with Emmanuel quickly with the ball in his hands in the final minute of a game. You know, Maxi probably would have like a big game. Oh, there would be one where he hits a three from like forty feet, and you're just like, oh, damn it! Yeah, God, COVID can kick rocks, man. It really can. Suck it, COVID. Happy for Suggs, and what an amazing game, but bet the house on Baylor to cut down the nets. Wow! Wow! Solid money line value. There on Baylor. What uh, what 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 is the money on this morning? Have you checked it? Well, they were five point dogs, so probably well, you know what were we talking about last week? Although that's funny how it works. I'm wondering if it is going to be uh, if I got it at a better price than it will be today or worse because I got it at plus two eighty for them to win it all. Plus one fifty five. Okay, so I did get the value out of it. Gonzaga minus one ninety. So which that's actually if you like if you like Gonzaga to go undefeated, that's not bad. One ninety, you're not gonna make any money off that. Well, you can make a hundred dollars if you bet a hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah, so that's money. Never thought of that. Yeah, but so they're not gonna money. win, so that's just peeing away. Yeah, money. there we go. That's I the would lean towards Gonzaga and uh, zero confidence. I'd, I'd lean with Gonzaga winning and covering, but I've again. Hey, no just confidence. so you all know, I know it's. I said it didn't mean all that much to me, but if Gonzaga loses tonight, I'm coming in nice and smug tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Just it doesn't saying. mean anything to you now, but, but if they're still the last undefeated team, you're going to be coming in wearing your candy cane pants. That's right. Popping champagne at 7 a.m. Come on. <laughs> Y'all bring the orange juice. <laughs> oh, a texture says, I genuinely hate the over-the-top negative portion of our fan base. If Powell lights up Kentucky twice a year, good for them. If he doesn't, they'll be dead silent. Yeah. 
uh, what will happen is it, like this time next year, any transfer that was like remotely associated with Kentucky or that we even like mentioned on the show, it'll be like, oh, they were good. Kentucky definitely should have gotten them. <laughs> Hindsight's always perfect. Yeah. Oh, always, always. Uh, Why can't Cal just always put together the best team of best players and never have a miss? He did it for a while though. Yeah. Um, uh, and another text says, and we wouldn't be having the conversation if Pal wasn't from Kentucky. And you know. Imagine taking a worse player than the one you want because he's from your state. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you with the sense of like, oh, if you had an Auburn, if Justin Powell was from Iowa and he had the freshman year he had at Auburn, he probably would get mentioned, maybe? Be like, hey, this Auburn dude's transferring. Yeah, he's not going to go to Kentucky. And that would be that. Yeah. But because he's from Kentucky – he wanted to be at UK, and it could turn out to be the wrong. This is tough. Being a college basketball coach is difficult. You don't know how players are going to progress. You don't know how. And if you're getting paid as much as Calipari is, you should be right more times than not. And as Roush literally just mentioned, he has been. What is nice, though, TJ, is you. So we saw Roy Williams retire last week, and part of it is because I don't think he was willing to step into the transfer portal era, the nil era. Right now, Kentucky has a coach who is not only willing to adjust, but he's also put Kentucky in a position where they are the preferred transfer destination. They are. It, is, it was like the beginning of the one-and-done era. As it's, You can no longer just pick and choose who you want from the one-and-done. You still can from the transfer portal. Um, so the Cats are in a good spot. Uh, I like my coach. I like my team. It was a bad year. Uh, but, hey, it's, all, it's, it's, it's officially over tonight. College basketball season, done. And Virginia will no longer be the reigning national yeah, champs. suck it, Locke. Yeah. Texter says, looking at Marcus Carr and Kim Palm, the two things that stand out, assist rate, top 50 nationally the last two seasons, and fouls drawn per 40, 5.8 this past season. The shooting numbers aren't as good as you would like, but I think that some of that comes with from being the best player on a bad team. Shot 36% from three in 19 and 20 would be a great addition, exactly what we need. He is exactly what he need, what Kentucky needs. I don't worry about the shooting numbers. I just want somebody that can get in the paint and finish. Hickman can get in the paint. I don't think he can finish. That will probably end up being maybe proven wrong. Hickman's going to be a nice player, folks. I cannot stress this enough. He's going to he's going to be a at worst it'll be like a freshman Ulysses year for Hickman. But I think he'll even be a little bit better than that because they're probably going to ask him to do a little bit more because you won't have an Andrew Harrison to kind of take off some of, some of the pressure with him. But I still want somebody else in there, just in case. I don't want to take any chances. I don't want to roll the dice. I don't want to be wrong again. Like some folks were wrong with Devin Askew. Like I was wrong with Devin Askew. So go out there and you get a Marcus Carr if you can get him or something similar. I mean, and I, I didn't realize I had kind of not written off, but I just haven't really been anticipating that happening. Uh, but over the weekend, Travis Brandon from 24-7, who's Mr. Transfer Portal, I think that's kind of where he's trying to – He's trying to corner that market. Uh, said that if Carr does, in fact, decide to return to college and not go into the NBA draft, that Kentucky will be a team to keep a close eye on to potentially land the top transfer. That'd be great. Good news. I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah. Would absolutely love it. Make and it happen, Captain. And he would check that box. Yes. You know? Let's then, do it. Then I'd be I'd be ready to, uh, to roll for the season. Who Jay I think Lucas was pretty uh, close though. Had the hourglass for. Well, I really want to know who that hourglass was about. Really want to know. Who could it be? 
And then obviously keeping an eye on Zagorowski as well. Roush always gets mad. But uh, I don't think we've heard any updates on him since he kind of came out and said, folks, those these rumors, I don't know where they came from, but they're not true. Yeah. And if they are true, I'll let you know soon. <laughs> It'd be great uh, if he was just waiting for this game to be over with. Sit away until basketball season's over. Yeah, and then you roll from you roll from there. Texter says, on a less good note, I also looked at Olivier Sars numbers this past season compared to the last season of Wake Forest. Defensive rebounding percentage, 13.4% for UK, 25.8% for Wake. Fouls drawn per 40, 4.7 for UK, 6.6 for Wake. Free throw rate, 46 for UK, 69.2 for Wake. All right, what are we doing here? Two-point field goal percentage, 47 for UK, 54 for Wake. Fair to say this past season didn't really work out for him or for us. Yeah, and I think it's just because, in large part, because of the physicality of the SEC. I don't. He just didn't handle it well. The ACC, he could get away with playing a little bit more finesse. SEC bigs, they just like to bully people around. He didn't handle that well. He also had Isaiah Jackson helping him get rebounds. That's probably why that rebounding uh, rate would be yeah. down. Um, you know, I can point to that one immediately. But the physicality really didn't suit him very well. If Pal can't was, if Pal was can't miss or better option than what we have, Cal would have offered him. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Which is like, that's why, too, whenever Pal entered the portal, like I try not to make knee-jerk reactions when guys enter the portal because there there could be better options that come up. And Kellen Grady was a better option that came up. So you can't say Kentucky has to get this guy. It's not how this works. Nope. Uh, that's It's definitely not how this works. Go back and look at Pal's individual games last season. He had three good ones. One was Memphis, fair enough, but he was... He also had two assists and five turnovers in that game. The other two were Texas Southern and South Alabama. 210, 218 on Kim Palm, respectively. He's a good player, not a sure thing, or can't miss by any stretch. I agree with you. I think it's more likely that we don't hear a lot from him next year at Tennessee opposed to hearing, uh, like, if, instead of us being devastated, not Johnny Jazang. <laughs> Won't be Johnny Jazang. More likely we just don't hear from him than him turning out to be as good as uh but in time he I think he will be. I think junior senior year if he hangs around a place. Hmm. That's always worth that's always worth mentioning. Yeah. Benny you know Benny T. He he said he had a comment. He he used to call the games for uh North Oldham or, or used to do like the PA announcing for North Oldham. And uh he said that Justin Powell has a tough time sticking around places. Ooh. For what it's worth. Big if true. Yeah. Big. All right, he's yeah. he's also bounced from just about everywhere he's been. Red flag? Red flag. Huh. Benny T says red flag. It's a red flag. I mean, if Benny, if Benny T is seeing red flags, then you know there's plenty out I there. I thought you were talking about Benny T being bounced he, from everywhere. He had, he had the scoop from North Oldham when he got hurt that, like, you know, Auburn was telling him, like, hey, don't, don't, uh, don't come back. Like, you know, just stay injured. Like, heal properly, and we want you. Because there was a little part of him that if he came back and played, he may blow up, but uh, didn't didn't really happen. Had a nice season. Texture says, go Bauer. We got that one. Miley is good. Yeah, big Miley Cyrus fan. Also was a big fan of her, like, wild face, too, just because it's like, hey, you know, we, we all go through those moments. Yeah, just go out there have some fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? If I was going to be a rich rock star, I would have one of those phases. You bet your sweet buns. I don't know if I would just be like naked all over the place, but hey, to each their own. Want to be naked? Go be naked. 
Yeah, go for, go for it. Do it. Do 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 as you please. Uh, do what you want when you're popping. Everyone is pointing to Suggs as an argument for college basketball over the G League, since it makes you more marketable. If you have a moment like his, fair enough. But BJ Boston is an argument against playing in college. If he has the same season in the G League that he has here, he's probably still going in the lottery. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think if, I think he would. There are people. I don't. He wouldn't go in the lottery. I mean, he may he may go first round, he but might, he still he, may go first round anyway. He anyways. might get exposed even more in the G League because that's where he struggled was against strength, and yeah, you're playing against adults. Like, just having the ball taken away from him at times, yeah. not being able to do anything with contact, yeah, fading I, away, I, doing I all that sort of jazz. Disagree with that texture. Disagree. With disagree that. with it. it, but I do think like, and I, you know, I, I had a joke about it just a little bit because you're not getting a Suggs moment in the G league period, you can no, dominate the no. G league. You could help your stock in the G league. You can improve your, or, or it could protect you. You can look at it any which way, but you're just not getting that moment that Suggs got. And you're not getting moments that Jazang got, even in losing the NCAA tournament's awesome. That's just, yeah. it's, it's a man, terrible way to crown a champion or crown the best team, but it's so much fun to get so there. Much fun. And man, and we then this year it. we're probably going to crown the best team. So sometimes you actually do get it right. So we missed it last year. Yeah, we did. But you know what? It's paying us back nicely. One versus two. It's a, it's a great championship game tonight. And uh, we got plenty of bananas upsets along the way, only to have the top two teams emerge. And like, we got one great Final Four great. game. Yeah. After that blow, after Baylor had its way with Houston, I was like, crap. I was very worried. I was worried. like, we just wasted Final Four Saturday. <laughs> We're not even going to get a good game. I was very worried that it was going to be a blowout Saturday night. No. Which, by the way, I, so I remember when I told you all Houston can suck it? Yeah, well. Suck at Houston. Hey, they made a little run there. It got it to like 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by that, but uh, losers. That was uh, Baylor's good. They're, they're they're a good team. They they it's gonna be an awesome game tonight. Luckily, I just will need to take like six naps before we get there. Yeah, yeah. What caffeine will do? Have any of you all ever been skydiving? I've not. No interest. I have. You have. I have. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah. We'll do it again. I I will definitely do it again one day. Yeah, it was. I didn't really know what to expect when I went in, but it was a lot of fun. I, I, I want to as well. Um, that, my cousin jumps out of planes for a living in the military, so I, I kind of want to go whenever. I think he's going to be getting out soon. I'll have him take me. Funny story. I actually doing. went with my sister, and she jumped out. It was probably 30, 45 seconds after me, but she didn't pull her chute at the right time, so she landed like a minute and a half before me. <laughs> so my total ride was over two minutes longer than hers. Oh, nice. So she's itching to go again just because she did it wrong. But that's what happens when well, you don't it, pay attention in class. She didn't do it too wrong, though. Cause but she, she didn't, didn't die, yeah. <laughs> she made it. But, like, so you all were both strapped onto people, though, correct? Yeah, you have to your first time. Right, right. Your first few, I believe. You're, I think you have to do 25 tandem jumps before you can do a solo. Right. So, But you still are the one who gets to pull the actual chute? Yeah, you control everything. You sit there and fly the parachute. And, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Okay, nice. They just tell you, they like whisper in your ear, pull it, pull it now, <laughs> look at your well, watch. They're probably actually screaming though, because, yeah. you know, pretty yeah. loud. It is loud. <laughs> Wind. Crazy, huh? Uh-huh. Texter says, who would you take mid in first round, Jazang or Boston? Obviously Jazang. Yeah, yeah. But right? also- Like, I mean, I, and I think Boston could have a nice career. He'll be a, he'll be a fine player. Some of the stuff he did- some of the stuff he did just gets overshadowed because he was so inconsistent for the length of the season. But his good games, he was legitimately really good. I also just didn't happen nearly enough. Don't for know like how how much NBA scouts take into account the the postseason runs because they you take could, it into account, right? Right, but like 
I don't think Johnny Jazang was first round radar until this now. And if you're an NBA scout, he could be either a Shabazz Napier or a Kimba Walker. Kimba turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Shabazz Napier, where the hell is he? So I, I, didn't I, like LeBron make the Heat take him, and, and then, then he then left. He left yeah, yeah. So that that's where I wonder how much more. Like I think that he's just like top five now, top five best player ever, but. How much does the NBA scout actually credit into it? So I'm curious what Jazang's next move will be. Okay, Shabazz Napier's not in the NBA. Okay. I don't know where he is. Last season was the NBA was last year, so I guess it was just this year he wasn't. Uh, no idea. Uh, people forget about Shabazz Muhammad. Oh, man. What's he doing? You know, he did hang around longer than I thought, though, because he was not good at UCLA. I always thought he was better than Nerlens, too. I wanted him more than Nerlens whenever those two announced on the same day. Oh, everybody did. Yeah. yeah. It was like, all right, at least you, he hasn't played in the NBA since 18. So He also was. He plays in the CBA, Chinese League. Oh, some good money Man, over there. Yeah, Chinese League, great place to go and just make a ton of money and score like 70 points a game. Texter says, so uh, let's go Baylor, huh? That's from Smalls. <laughs> I really don't care. I guess I'm rooting for Baylor. I think Gonzaga's going to win. But if Gonzaga wins and they get their undefeated season, it's Gonzaga. You know, it's not Kansas. Yeah. It's not UNC. It's not Duke. And then plus Indiana fans are sad. And But Nick has said it multiple times, and I'm going to continue to back him up on it. There is an asterisk next to oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it would be the same amount of wins, I think, as the no, Indiana team. 32. Be an asterisk oh, next I'm to putting it, it there. I mean, but that's, that's the thing I'm is that, like, you're allowed to. You're yep. allowed to. If you, if you personally don't think it's as impressive, uh, these kids have had miserable lives the last four months. Man. They've had all the hard work and, like, miserableness that is being a student athlete with, like, no hardly out. any of the, the payoff. Of, yeah, like being able to have a normal campus experience and all that sort of jazz. Would be pretty wild if they did it, too, to go from first NCAA tournament 25 years ago or 26 years ago to undefeated national champion. Like, that's that's fast. Since we grew up with Gonzaga being that perennial, like, year in and year out, they could make a run to the Sweet 16. I I just didn't know that they were never a thing until – Basically, we came around. So, shout out to the Zags for doing this. But I did love that when they were showing, uh, you know, part of that Final Four show that lasted like three hours or whatever, they showed like a Gonzaga montage of them being close but never winning at all. And it's just, they, they had so many sad Mark Few press conferences and they all sounded kind of the same. Wouldn't mind another one of like, oh man, this just hurts so bad. You know, can't believe we're here again. <laughs> it was like that yeah. almost over and over and over again. Texter says, John here, good Easter Monday to all. Cal makes statements every year, and a lot of times it's just some swaggy repeat, but I think it is because we're all going to be really good next season. Uh, We are going to be really good next season. I will take Baylor tonight. I will watch some of the game, but not every second. Question, how much have you all enjoyed the tournament this year? I'll be honest, I've watched so much less than usual. Just could not get into it without the Cats being in it at all. Well, it's Cracker Barrel time, so got to go talk to you later. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Great way to start the week, John, with yeah. a little Cracker Barrel. I would say that I've watched uh, a ton of the tournament. Yeah. I've, I've Probably watched. Probably just as much as normal. The only less is normal, and TJ, your phone just turning on the flashlight is perpetually hilarious. I shaved my beard, and it uh, hasn't been able to like recognize my face <laughs> as much anymore. But uh, the, the, reason why, the only reason why I've watched it less is just because those Elite Eight games were late, and I was just tired. 
So there, there was there was some that second weekend where I watched the last because it was a blowout and I was just ready to go to bed. But for the most part, I've watched about the same as typical. It's, it's about the same for me as well. I feel like I've watched more solely because the betting aspect is thrown in. Well, I mean, I'm watching games I would have never watched in years past just because I've got skin in the game. But I always, but it's sensibly tournament, you know. I watch all of them if I can. Now sometimes you can't watch them because you're out or you're doing stuff, but. There, there hasn't been a time where there's been a tournament game on, and I haven't, and I've been watching TV, watching something else. So, still watching a ton. Robert says, "TJ, if you need my Paramount Plus login, I got you. Just need a judgment-free promise not to make fun of me for how often I watch the Indiana Jones trilogy." Glad you said trilogy um, because I can't make that promise. Can't Robert. count the fourth, and also Indiana Jones movies are great. So, good on you, pal. What was the one where the ladies she gets she like obtains all the knowledge? It was the fourth one. It was this, the crappy one. It was a recent one. Yeah, yeah it stunk. It was terrible. My, my favorite is the third movie. one. We got into an argument like, over it previously, but that's my favorite with uh, with Junior. Does trilogy not mean three? Yeah, but there's a fourth one. That doesn't make any sense. Right, but the fourth one's bad. It was made like 30 years after the original three. So you, you can't count the Crystal Skull one. Did you all see the MMA fighter's finger fall off? I just heard it. I haven't watched the video, but... I'm scared to watch the video. Casually just falls off? He literally lost a finger, yeah. I mean, wouldn't blood just be everywhere? Uh, they taped it up. <laughs> lost finger? It was all good. I also don't know how the finger just, like, comes off. Like, I... Yeah, you gotta watch the video. I haven't watched it yet, either. The Just the how, you know? I, Weird. I don't. I don't want to watch that. No, and I don't want to read this next texter either. No, but congrats to Wilder. Yes. Is yeah. that because you can't say the last name? Well, it's also like he's a bad guy. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> yeah. Texter says after the sophomore jumps made by PJ and quickly the last two years, there's no reason to think Chazang couldn't have had the same type of season at UK that he had at UCLA. They absolutely would have. And that's that's going to be the thing with some of these transfers. Yeah, small schools are going to get – they're already getting hosed left and right. It is what it is. But what's going to happen is you're going to have some guy. you're going to get these big Power 5 teams that are grooming their, their guys for years, waiting for the payoff, and then they're going to transfer and the payoff's going to be elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And these coaches are going to lose their freaking minds. Just wait for it. I mean, they're already doing it, but it's only going to get worse and worse as the year goes on. Spreads down to four and a half. Long text about tonight. Miley. Miley's garbage, and that's not debatable. Too terrible take. We don't need to tear down Justin Powell to justify Cal not offering him. Cal made a choice, and if he is right, great. If not, then Cal will be ripped. We will see how this all plays out by the UK fans wanting Kentucky kids playing at UK. It's not surprising nor an indictment against the fan base. For as much complaining you guys do about the fans complaining, it's becoming the pot calling the kettle scenario. Sometimes the blind optimist fan is just as annoying as the whiny fan be in the middle. We are obviously in the middle 24-7. (laughs) We will jokingly be optimistic as goofy fans will do. Right. But we we stay in the middle. We were wrong about how good we thought this team was going to be uh, mainly and then we came we in and think... lost our minds on how many how many terrible Monday shows do we have where we were just going insane? Yeah, telling I mean, like come on. Telling saying that the yes, the the blind optimist fan can be just as annoying as the whiny fan. I do agree with that. Luckily that we're not the blind optimist fan. There's plenty to like already about what the roster looks like for next season. And then they're not done yet cuz Cal generally always kind of gets the guys uh, that he feels like he needs to kind of complete a team. Also, Molly's Wrecking Ball is a, just a fantastic song. 
I, I agree with the texture. Miley's horrible. What? Not a fan She's at a all. Great singer. Never have great been. Never voice. will be. She's trash. And You're who trash. and who's tearing down Justin Powell? Everything that was stated was true. It's not tearing him down. It's like, oh, he only played had three big games this year. I'm just telling you how probably people at Kentucky looked at it. Like they 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 thought long and hard about offering him. And you're right that it, he could end up being good. And if he is, Cal's gonna that's gonna be, hey, you were wrong. You had to make that decision. You're getting paid a lot of money to make those decisions. But mentioning that it'll be his fifth school in six years, that's just true. I and mean, it could be nothing. We said that. Uh, the injuries could mean nothing, but they're there. That's that's true. And then how much he struggled in SEC play, again, it's true. Not an opinion. It's facts. We're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for texting into the show. We had one more. Somebody said 920 tip time is just a slap in the face. It legitimately is a slap in the face. Everybody have a – Take gr- some ibuprofen for that slap in the face. And um, <laughs> sleep – It's gonna be, we're going to be a little sleepy tomorrow. Yeah. Definitely could do the show from home. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody have a good Monday. Thanks for texting in. 502-414-1450. If you're catching us on the podcast, we will see you. Oh, somebody else said Powell's not even a Kentucky in the last section of the show. <laughs> we will see everybody on Tuesday. Taking contact. Okay.